0: All right, so we are gonna go ahead and jump in. Um, Those that come in, will catch up. Um, And I do like um, Demisha's idea of dropping questions in the chat. That way we have a running list. And when we have a section on our agenda for final questions and comments, we'll go through as many as we can um, during that time. So if you have a question, if it's not pertinent to the topic at hand, just write it in the chat. Um, as you've noticed, I'm not apostle. <laughs> so I'm sitting here teaching with myself. I was going to say channel. No, I got a channel apostle. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got some new dynamics. Y'all are getting TNT tonight. That's the dynamite. So y'all better be ready. And without further ado, we're going to get started. Okay, so y'all know we usually start with our clip. Let me make sure that our, oh, there's Miss Lynn, that our audio and I wanted to optimize for video. All right, so we have a clip for review to start us off here. Um, leave it in the chat. Let us know if you can't hear or can't see.
1: Um, Help me, Father. Okay. I was reading this book. And uh, in the book, it was talking about how Christians, we want, help me, God, we want, (laughs) we want power. We want, we look at Acts 2, and we see the holy spirit coming down and power we look throughout acts and we see the revival we see healing we see you know all these these things um that the apostles and early church were was able to do and we um we covet that we we want it for ourselves and i actually said this to a, a group of people um the other day we covet this power Without actually tapping into the reason why the power was given to them in the first place, which is uh Jesus. And I, I wondered, I was I just kept thinking about this idea of wanting power apart from Jesus, just just wanting the power itself. And I was like, huh, how does that actually make us any different from witches? How does that make us any different from a soothsayer? How does that make us any different from people that function in the demonic if we only want God's power without God himself? Oh, my goodness. I just... I dropped the phone, Jesus. That's how much it meant to me to say that. I just... So you got Simon, right? Uh, Simon, the magician in Acts 9? Acts 7 or Acts 9? One of them. And he sees that, you know... Uh, Peter them they laying hands on folk and he sees power right he's already been functioning in this power because he was a magician remember magic witchcraft is a perverted form of power you uh, you look at uh, what was that when the plagues was happening and Pharaoh he see Moses doing all this stuff and he got his magicians to mimic uh, the natural or not natural, the, the, uh, the power that Moses himself was given from God. They were able to find or access a perverted form of power. And so Simon had walked in that to the point that people called him a great man. That's the, that's kind of one of the benefits of power is you get exalted, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, and so when he sees Peter them laying hands, he says, Hey, what I got to give you to get that power. What do I got to do to get that power? And Peter rebukes this man. It's a hard rebuke. It's 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 hard. It hurt my heart to, to read it. <laughs> he wants the Holy Spirit, not because he wants Jesus, not because he wants God, not because he wants to glorify God, not because he wants to walk away from his sin, not because he wants to submit to the spirit, not because he wants to love his neighbor through the power that the spirit gives, not because it's not me. I didn't push so.
2: Yeah, you did. Oh
1: he wants to honor god with his heart not because he wants to live uh uh, holy um in ways that he would not be able to naturally do it he wants the holy spirit only because he wants power we do the same thing we do the same thing i i I
0: Right. So that was um, our video review. For those of you who just came in, um, what were some of the kind of um, um, things that y'all remember that she mentioned? That's Jackie Hill Perry, for those of you wondering, the rapper um, and as well as writer. but what were some of the things that she mentioned that are kind of key terms we talked about last week?
2: It's the musician guy who wanted only the Holy Spirit's power, but he didn't want to know oh, Jesus, know about Jesus.
0: Good, good, yes. Um, Power, um, Simon the Sorcerer. Um, and one more thing that she brought up, um, that we talked about last week was kind of our main topic more keyword no, got- willie g very yeah power yeah we said power but what is um what is it when you seek power apart from god uh, witchcraft there we go okay yep so she brought up the points on witchcraft as well as Power, Control, um, and Simon the Sorcerer. So we thought that was a pretty good review. You um, guys were able to hear it, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so that's kind of just our icebreaker, our review. Before we get into everything, welcome to um, those that just came in, um, Ms. Lynn, Robinsons, Um, Ms. Raquel, welcome, welcome. Uh, We are gonna go ahead and um, review our agenda, get started. We did our video introduction, we're about to open up in prayer. Um, Then we're gonna do some review from last week because there were a couple of terms we didn't really get to dive into as much as we wanted to. Um, Then we're gonna jump into our discussion topic um, of mediums, necromancy, and familiar spirits. So buckle up for that. Um We are then going to have a little bit of time for application, any questions you guys have and what any comments. And then we'll close in prayer. Um, for those of you coming in, any questions that you have as we're going, um, feel free to type those in the chat. And during this last section, uh, we will review as many as we can in the allotted time. Okay, Do we have anyone that would like to open us up in prayer?
2: I like
3: being your dad. I can do it.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Father God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for the opportunity to learn and grow uh, and be equipped so that we be no longer children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. God, I pray that you raise our level of discernment, our ability to know what is you and what is not you. And Lord, I pray that you empower and impact the teachers to Speak what um, you've placed upon their heart and speak it uh, accurately, articulately, um, so that we all can comprehend. So, God, we thank you, praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Um, So, if there are any technical difficulties at all, because y'all know we got a couple of videos and stuff that we're going to lay on you, Um, let us know. um, Or if you can't see any of our images, uh, without further ado, we'll jump into. So uh, we've had our running list of terms we've been going over. Um, so I figured it would be easy to kind of organize it so that you can see what we've already talked about here, things we've already discussed and defined, um, then some things that we will discuss today here in the middle, and then things that we have yet to discuss. So we'll discuss those in our next two weeks. Um, can't believe we're already at week four. We're almost done. Um, yeah, we are um, at the grandma's with the kiddos. If you see mom step out, she's going to grab the kiddos. Um, so just excuse us if that happens. But so these are some of the terms. Um, are there any questions about these terms before we jump into our review questions? And you don't have to put them in the chat. You can actually raise your yes, hand. Yes, you can actually raise your hand at this time. all right good we got some scars then y'all ready for these review questions um in this review section um so it was requested by myself as well as some other people <laughs> last week we kind of threw out quickly the definition of magicians so we wanted to take some more time to dive into them um especially because one of them over here is actually um, Labeled as someone who is a busybody or um, a meddler. Um, so we wanted to just kind of clarify a little bit more on that. And if anyone had questions about that, open up the floor right now for any questions on kind of the different definitions of magicians that we had or the scriptures that they come from.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you have anything? Um, so when we're breaking down the different magic-
3: can't can't hear you taya um you're kind of outside of the mic
2: Twenty-seven forty-eight. can you hear me now okay is the word uh chartum which is uh you see where it's specifically used uh in the egyptian origin and that's kind of where it is pharaoh you know as uh, leaving and so those would be uh the the type where the plagues came, right. and the pharaohs in the from the video that we watched. We were the prince of Egypt last week, and so uh, those was primarily from the Egyptian word. If you look over at um, let's see here, the bottom phar- pharmacos, which is fifty three thirty three, is uh, the magician, which is the Oriental astrologer. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to that uh, I believe that let me see here um, it's specifically used right um, and reference refer, af, actually reference oh, get it out Taya. referencing okay um, like wizards and magicians and things like that um, so they'll you see where we have included this time in the scriptures so that you can kind of see where to find that that's being used. Um, If you look at 3097, that's like the Magi at the time that Jesus was born. Um, Meaning they also looked at astrology then um, to know the stars. So a lot of people try to say, well, they were believers. What they were doing was just looking at the stars and saying what was being done according to uh, history. And so that was what was taking place there. Um, and then the bottom one is the one that's here is referencing, and it is only used in those two scriptures, which is Acts 19, 19 and 1 Timothy 5, 13. And it is actually referencing a gossip. uh, because in a way, when we speak gossip and we spread gossip, it is a form of incantation or chanting. Um, about someone. And no, gossip doesn't have to be a lie. It can be true. And you're still spreading it in regards to that. And that's kind of the term and what's being used there. Um, Any questions on that? Sarah, did you have a question on that? Okay, go ahead, apostle.
3: Yeah, um, just on that last one. Um, you know, just the reminder that context, you know, gives definition and so in the 1st Timothy the context is um, in relationships to other people in Acts 19 19 it's in relationship to magic. And so um, in Acts nineteen nineteen, these are people who were curious and meddling and busybodies in magical things. They actually had books um, that they um, ended up burning and getting rid of, but they were meddling in magical things. They were curious about magical things, and so they were. So that's kind of the context for that. Whereas in the First Timothy. It's actually using the same word um, to speak about people that are gossips and meddlers, and mm-hmm.
2: you know,
3: in other people's business. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, because I think that 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 Acts nineteen nineteen apostles where they turned in their books of magic mm-hmm. um, because they they saw. Uh, what was, uh, what had happened with the sons, was it sons of Sceva? And so it caused them to turn in all of their magic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reference of that particular scripture.
0: Any questions on uh, those definitions of magicians slash magic? All right then. We will keep on rolling through our review section. All right, y'all know how I like to do it. Pop quiz, pop quiz. All right, true or false? The term Mansi designates a specific method of divination. This is review from week one. So y'all might wanna check the Google Doc, check your notes. Check it, true or false? The term Mansi designates a specific method of divination. Raquel.
1: I'm going to say true.
0: True. Okay. Does anybody disagree with her? No, we're going to stand for that.
2: No, Apostle
0: Anthony agrees. He said, yeah. So then why is it
2: true? Why do you explain it a little bit to us, Raquel?
1: The mancy is the many different forms of divination the necromancy, the all those are mancies, but mancy is in that root word is the root word so nancy is the divination and the form of it is the other word
0: good good great job so yes that is true um i would also like to clarify what do we mean by method of divination
1: the practice
0: good 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 she own it. She own it. she's smart rock, she's rock is smart
1: she's on
4: fire
0: all right moving on moving on True or I'm... false? <laughs> yoga is a type of physical exercise used to stretch your body. False. False. Why is it false? Or what is it really?
2: Uh, chakra, energy. I just remember you guys kept saying that. Energy, centering yourself, focus.
0: Good, 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 good. Does anybody have anything to add to what Demisha said about yoga being about energy, focus? Willie. Yeah,
5: I remember we're talking about yoga and it has a huge tie into that kundalini stuff with like the serpent and all that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Good, good, yes. It is a way of channeling um, or receiving enlightenment, right? From spiritual entities. It goes under our new age, spirituality. Good, good, y'all on it. Okay, we got some scholars. Scholars. All right, next up. People turn to witchcraft to gain A power and control, B, insight, C, enlightenment, or D, all of the above. Oh, we got somebody in the chat what they saying. Okay, so Demisha says D. All right, soulless family. What about y'all? We agree with D, all of the above. D, okay, everybody's saying D um except for one person we got apostle challenging it he says a so let's hear the people who say d one of you could you explain why you think it's d
4: i would say d honestly just because um in witchcraft you have to have that power and control to be able to see what to see how far you can go and the insight on it as well, too, to for them to know kind of like, what's what they're doing is, you know, about what they're doing on the insight part and enlightenment, it's because they, they like doing it, it brings to whoever does witchcraft to them enlightenment, like brings joy and happiness to themselves kind of, you know.
0: Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Let's see what some of the others are saying. Um, Ms. Raquel, I saw your hand was up first.
1: So I was going to go with D, but I challenged that for myself when I saw pastors say power and control because when we were talking about it, someone gave an example and he was strongly saying that's still to gain power and control, whether that's tarot cards. Or suit sayers, I believe, but I know he reiterated a couple of times in that class about power and control. So I'm kind of, I question that. I would definitely say D, but.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, pastor TC.
1: Yeah,
6: I was grabbing some A's because I think enlightenment threw me off um, just a little bit. I think we really definitely talked more about power and control. I remember the testimony, I think that was a week with the pastor who was. Messing with it. It was more about the power um, and control of things. And then we had a couple of examples the young ladies with the, um, there were witches that were church hurt or um, grew up in church. Someone say church hurt, but grew up in church. So I, I was thinking it was power and control. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Good.
0: Okay. So moving to the correct answer the answer is A. Um, and um, as we watched in our review video, right, Jackie Hill Perry said it perfectly, right? If you're seeking power outside of God, or just seeking God for power, right, that's witchcraft, right? Um, and we made that distinction with our, uh, between New Age, right, and divination, and we said that the New Age is about enlightenment, right? That's spirituality without religion. People are trying to understand, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To gain self empowerment mm -hmm. and enlightenment. Whereas divination itself, right, is about seeking insight, right? So there is a little bit of overlap, right? But divination usually is defined by the pursuit of knowledge or insight in the sense that you want to know. Um, And so that's why you're doing these things or practicing these things. Whereas witchcraft is usually. About power and control itself, right? There is definitely insight because sometimes knowledge is power, right? Or um, and they do all overlap in that way, but we distinguish witchcraft as the emphasis on power and control,
2: right? Because the the uh, witchcraft comparison, signs, wonders, and miracles. Think, uh, keep that in mind because in witchcraft, that's what they're trying to achieve to mimic that power that God has given um, through other methods, whether like Tiara is saying, whether it's through fortune teller, tarot cards, palm reading, um, necromancy, they're just trying to exhibit the power and the control. Whereas divination is more seeking for future knowledge or seeking what has happened. So they're seeking something to gain, which is the insight Mm-hmm. And enlightenment is the spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Uh, yoga kind of falls under that. Where we were talking about that, whereas the center, the focus. You were right with that, Monica. Focusing on uh, meditating and trying to reach the in, the third eye and things like that is enlightenment.
0: Good. All right. So we've got one more um, review question for you all. Um. The term pagan refers to A, anyone who isn't an Israelite, B, anyone who doesn't practice a religion, C, all Greeks, or D, all of the above. Oh, thanks for the kudos, Fossil. That means a lot coming from (laughs) you. Anyway, what are people's guesses? A, B, C, D? This should be in last week's notes. Yes, it was. Okay, Demisha's throwing out the D for all of the above. People agree, disagree?
2: Did we stump them? They're trying to process. We're trying to say, well, where did we write that down at? <laughs> we at Willie's like, where is that in
0: my notes? Oh, Apostle also says D. Willie's going with D. Oh, all right. That means we need somebody to explain why are y'all saying D. Look at Willie he's like, "Phone a friend, phone <laughs> <Found> a friend." <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> one of you three that were brave enough to speak up, or would one of you share why you think it's D? All right, Willie, let's hear it.
5: Yeah. So pagans really referring to people who don't serve the same God as Israel. So that's why I said who isn't Israelite. They don't particularly practice a specific religion. And Greeks are people who are Gentiles. So that's why I said all of the above.
0: Okay, okay. I see I see where you, you were thinking. So is, is that the general consensus? Does everyone
5: pretty much agree that it's me I'm sorry. Can you repeat that?
0: I said, is that the general consensus? Does everyone pretty much agree that it's D? Yep. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Willie, is that a new hand or is that an old hand? Oh, my bad. That's an old hand. Okay. All right. The answer is A, Mm -hmm. anyone who isn't an Israelite now we did kind of trick you guys up a little yeah. bit. We did. A little bit, a little bit. Okay? But pay is specifically uh, anyone who isn't an
2: Israelite
0: is a you, you see
6: my answer. I guess I sent it to Willie only. I just looked in the chat. I just said hey, That's crazy.
0: Because
6: <laughs> I knew it was a trick question. That's why I said hey. Oh no, we I don't believe a. you.
0: We don't believe you. You trying <laughs> to take the credit <laughs> now.
6: Willie put the receipt. I got receipt. your back, bro. I got your I went, back. I went to say it to everybody. Pull the receipt. <laughs> I got your back,
0: sir. You said it to Willie. You didn't say it to the class.
6: I know. I know it was an accident. but I actually All right. Put-
0: then, then you can explain. I got your
6: uh, back, bro. Well, all right, here, here, here's the thing. So... Last night I was slipping and get checked my I because I was driving. But the biggest thing I remember about the pagan one was um anyone who wasn't an Israelite. I remember first lady really talking about that at the time because we've been reading about that in, in the Bible through uh 180 days. And so that's pretty much what a pagan was, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's why um the other ones didn't click because I was like, well, I remember just really focusing on them, not just practicing, um, not so much practicing religion, but them just not being an Israelite. And that was just really the main focus. That's why I was just getting out of it. So, uh, I love right, but yeah, dang, I meant to put it to everyone. My bad, sorry. Yes.
0: So the answer is A. Um, and like the Greeks, um, were technically classified as Gentiles, Gentiles, right? Um, which could fall under the umbrella of pagan, right? So it does fall under the overarching. So if you think about it as like pagan as the big box. And then within the smaller boxes, right, there's more specific um, names like heathen and Gentile. The
2: other thing to take uh, important notice about is the term pagan is referenced more so in the Old Testament, and they're using it as a non-Israelite. Um, the term heathen refers to the nation, right? And it's used more so in the New Testament um, because it's referencing the. Um, uh, the nation, such as uh, Israel as a nation, uh, the, the people themselves. Uh, and then the term um, Gentile means anyone who is non-Jew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is in the practice of the religion. So um, the Greeks and the Romans were Gentiles because they were not Jewish people. Um, and pagan is opposed to anyone outside of God's chosen people
0: in the Old Testament. Which is in
2: the Old Testament. The and then the heathen is um anyone who, who is a nation outside of Israel in the New Testament. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. It was a little bit of a some word game you know, a little bit of a tricky one in there. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so all right. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our next portion. We got, of course, we got another video for y'all to um, kind of introduce what we'll be talking about next. Can y'all still see my video? Yes. and coffins. Walking around like regular people. We don't see each other. They only see what they
7: want to see. They don't know they're dead.
0: How often do you see them? All the time. All right. Okay, thanks for the heads up. All right, so based on that movie clip, any ideas what we're about to jump into? Well, y'all know that's the
2: good movie clip right there. That was the movie right there, y'all knew that.
0: Y'all know that.
6: So many memes off of this clip. There's just so many
0: memes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Willie said necromancy. And what makes you think we're about to talk about necromancy, Willie? What about this clip tells you that? A dead people, fam. <laughs> yes. Um, Monica said mediums. Yes, that's correct, right? We're about to talk about how they go ahead and hand. And yes, dead people, because necromancy, as we just, re- as um, Ms. Raquel so reminded us, nec uh, mancy means you know a particular type of divination and necro means dead mm-hmm. so this is using the dead to divine that's what we're going to get into um, so jumping right in our scripture reference if um, you all want to open up your bibles for us mm-hmm. um, is first samuel chapter 28 and we're going to start with verse three do we want to have somebody read? Um, do it is anybody want to volunteer
3: to read? I can read.
2: Thank you.
3: You started at verse three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now Samuel was dead, and all of Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritists from the land. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. Saul then said to his attendant, find me a woman who is a medium, so I may go and inquire of her. There is one in Endor, they said. So Saul disguised himself, putting on other clothes and at night, he, he and two men went to the woman. Consult a spirit for me, he said, and bring up for me the one I name. But the woman said, surely you know, that Saul, you know what Saul has done. He has cut off the mediums and spiritists from the land. Why have you set a trap for my life to bring about my death? Saul swore to her by the Lord. As surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. The woman asked, whom shall I bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out at the top of her voice and said to Saul, why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, do not be afraid. Why do you see? What do you see? The woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming out of the earth. What does he look like, he asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. Then Saul knew it was Samuel and he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. And Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am in great distress, Saul said. The Philistines are fighting against me and God has departed from me. He no longer answers me. Either by prophet or by dream. So I have called you, I've called on you to tell me what to do. Samuel said, Why do you consult me? Now the Lord has departed from you and become your enemy. The Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbors, to David.
0: Good. Thank okay. you for reading, Apostle.
2: All right, so
0: <clears throat> jumping into this. Yeah. Um,
2: let, let let me give a little disclaimer here because <laughs> I know that you guys are used to us doing the uh, scripture and then doing a modern version of this, right? And um, I just don't think it would be a very good thing for us to watch something like this take place modernly (laughs) and 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 we have clips we do have some clips but we don't reproduce it the way we did last week with what this looks like let me explain that but there's a couple additional references scripture references i want to give you guys so that we can get a better understanding of what is taking place here yes okay um uh, remember, we are doing uh, a couple different ones. Let's uh, see We we've been in our Leviticus, right? <laughs> twenty nine, twenty nine. About the uh the hidden and the unsolved things belong to God, okay? Um, and definitely one of the unsolved things are death. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy. Right? I said Leviticus? Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, thank you, Tier 29, 29. And so, definitely, one unsolved thing that belongs to God is about death. Um, we don't know what takes place or transpires after death outside of the things that we read about in the Bible, and so to go looking definitely means we're operating outside of the presence of God, okay? Um, the future is something that is also unsolved or we don't know about. And to go looking, right, is something about God. And so anytime we find ourselves in those two areas, we're dabbling in something outside of the presence of God. And Saul is definitely doing that in this particular passage. So I want to remind you guys of the Deuteronomy 29, 29. Um, But then I also want to remind you of a couple of scriptures uh, in the Old Testament, for those reading through the Bible, they know about these because God continuously says that witchcraft is abominable, should be put away, uh, and to not do it. And so, one would be uh, Leviticus nineteen thirty-one, uh, right? And then we have uh, Deuteronomy eight.
3: Cutting out again, Ty, turn towards the mic.
2: Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12, okay? Um, So I want you guys to keep in that. Now, in the New Testament, because the New Testament does speak about this as well, I want to highlight the scripture of James chapter 3, 14 through 16, Okay. And so, um, those are the ones I want to give right now. Okay, you can. And <clears throat> so, let's talk a little bit about it. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. Um, let me see. Willie, can you get me James um, 3 14 through 16? Yeah. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Apostle. Um, Apostle, can you get me uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12, or 9 through 12? Okay. Um, Let me see. Who else do I have on here? Pastor TC, are you driving?
6: I'm getting ready to settle in, but um, you can give me one.
2: Let me get, uh, can you get John chapter 8 and verse 44 for me?
6: John 8, 44. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, And so what the picture that I'm establishing here is that when we go into the form of necromancy and in using mediums and uh, spiritists, We are really operating outside of God's will. And I want it to be understood and known when you are doing that, where you're operating in. Um, And so, Willie, read me that, James, please.
5: But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing
2: are there. Okay, thank you. Clearly, in 1 Samuel 28, in these verses, we see uh, Saul who is self-seeking to the point of where he's trying to seek after God and God is not answering him. And then he goes into mediums and spiritists because he is desperate to find the answer for what he's looking for. And I know that, uh, you know, sometimes we don't see ourselves in the same way, but we can find ourselves seeking so much so that we do that. And I'm going to bring it to light because I know Tierra had the question about the busybody Well, how can that come into play? When I'm seeking someone to affirm and agree with me and I'm wrong and out of order, that's where a busybody can come into play because I'm just going around seeing, okay, who's gonna come in agreement with me, Mm -hmm. right? So in that particular way, that is a form of of, of witchcraft. That is a form of manipulation to get agreement to what you want to hear. Okay. Oh, we got a hand. Yes, Apostle.
3: I was just going to say, yeah, and and that busybody, that meddling, that curiosity, is what led Saul to go and find a spiritist because he needed to know something. He was so desperate to know something that nobody and nobody could tell him. So he's seeking after these things and. That's really the, the the form of busybody or uh, being curious or meddling in areas that you're not supposed to meddle in because you're so desperate. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And that's really where James is saying that's demonic. That's a demonic force. Um, Anthony, give me that John 844.
6: Okay, John 44 says for you are children of the father uh, for you are children of your father the devil and you love to do the evil things he does he was a murderer from the beginning and he will always he has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him when he lies it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies keep going nope
2: that's good i just wanted to bring it up so you clearly see the character and so when he's when you, when he's consulting the spiritist, it's not of God. So it what comes through is from somewhere else demonic, right? And it leads to that lying and what you want to hear, what you want to be told um, in regards to that. Apostle, can you give us that 2nd Thessalonians? You want me to start at verse
3: 9 or verse 8? Eight. eight. Uh, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Then the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them strong delusions that they should believe the lie and that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness
2: can you kind of explain that how that would apply to what saul's doing for us uh
3: yeah that's uh, it's it's a perfect picture of saul in an old testament form because he's seeking after something um that god said no to he actually put all the spirits out of the land and then went and found one. So here he's, he's seeking he after lawlessness. Yeah, he's seeking after lawlessness. He's, he's taking and seeking after the lie. And so God actually allowed him to go ahead and do it because we know that God could have shut that off. He could have not let that happen, but he allowed that so that Saul can be condemned. I mean, this was the condemnation of Saul. If he wasn't condemned before this, He was, and uh, Samuel said, this is the fulfillment of the word that I spoke to you that the kingdom has been ripped out of your hand.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any questions on those scriptures uh, for anyone that that I just gave in addition for background to help us kind of see that? Does anybody have any questions on those? Okay. Okay. I do want to also that um, we kind of learned, I wanna add that this is a a specific situation. This is not a common situation that's taking place here. Um, This is not something done regularly as far as uh, encountering the dead and we can do this. And the reason, and we kind of learned about this in Bible study this week for those that weren't with us, is that uh, from 1 Peter 4, where Jesus went down to the grave, Uh, when he died and he um, witnessed to those that were disobedient but the others that were in Abraham's bosom okay that were righteous and then when he rose that that he took them with him so because of Jesus's death and resurrection this occurrence cannot and will not happen again because when we die as believers we go and be in the presence of the Lord If they're not a believer before they die, then they stay in Hades and they will be cast into the lake of fire. To have another spirit come, okay, it cannot happen because of the death and
0: resurrection of Christ. Right. And when we say this cannot happen again, just for clarification, we're talking about a seance where you actually speak to the spirit of a dead person. Right. It's not saying seances period, it's just saying where the, is the actual person. Right, because you can still, people can still perform seances. Yes. They just will not be, talking, be talking to the spirit of a dead loved one, right? Um, and so that is not, po- no longer possible. Yes. And so that's what we're referring to when we say, this event really can't happen again. Um, so, right. right, and so kind of moving on okay. with that, Um we'll actually go ahead and dissect um, what actors are at play in this. Like, um, I know we see a couple of our vocabulary words, right? We have mediums and spirits, spiritists, um, and we have also a ghostly figure or a spirit, depending on your translation. So um, we'll go ahead and now kind of dive into Mm -hmm. um, what those actually look like and what those actually mean. Um, based on the original words that were used so that we can have a greater understanding of them. Um, And so kind of um, pretty much all of the terms, whether they are spiritist, um, conduit, um, or even um, necromancer, um, all fall under the one category of medium in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they just use different uh, terms, but we would translate them loosely to medium.
2: And the reason is because the term medium is a shortened version of intermediary, okay? Meaning that you are the go between between a certain object and, a, and another object to come together. Mm-hmm. And so that's the shortened version of intermediary, which is medium.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, let me just give me one second. There we go. So y'all can see the bottom. Um, Remember, if you have questions, because I saw your comment, Willie, type your question in the chat so that we have that and you don't forget it. And we'll get to it when we have time at the end. Um, So kind of breaking this down um, into the different terms that we saw in in that scripture and that basically in that whole chapter, Mm because that's essentially what the whole chapter is about. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, One of the first ones that we see, right, and probably the the biggest one is this term Obey or OB, um, which is uh, your Strong's H 178. Um, and literally can be used either to describe a bottle, like a wineskin, um, like in the New Testament, they talks about putting wine into a wineskin. Um, so, a bottle, literally, or in a figurative sense, it refers to a person who acts as a container or bottle for a spirit or a spiritual being, okay? And so that's why we refer to it as a medium or a necromancer because in the same way that your glass bottle holds your wine, right? This person holds a spirit and is able to access it and channel it to give information, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, And so you can see that here, some of the other terms that are used to reference that are a necromancer, a familiar spirit or a ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is a kind of clarification point because I know in church, in church and ease, you probably heard about a familiar spirit. Um, And so after actually studying and talking, uh, we've come to the conclusion, right? That a familiar spirit is not actually like a spirit. It's not like a ghost floating around, right? A familiar spirit refers to a medium. So the medium itself, the person who is the medium is the familiar spirit, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they are the one that is giving you information mm-hmm. um, by tapping into the unseen world. It, it also though can also be in the sense
2: of who they're contacting, right? Um, it, it, it's not necessarily just, that they're the familiar spirit, but that who they're contacting can be. Um, So a lot of times we've heard it like for a churchy version that the familiar spirit that follows you is your family is in the gambling. And so that's a familiar spirit passed down. That's not the correct way of using that. That's not the the correct way of how you would do that. the correct way of what we would see is that when a person ch- uh, channels a certain spirit to get information or answers about something, that's how you use that term. This specifically, 178, actually is the term for medium, okay? It's the actual, so in verse three, the first time that it's brought up is medium. Uh, it says, uh, put the, the medium out of the land it's
5: cutting um, in and out again
2: that better William
5: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so you, when you put this the mediums in verse three out that's where we see it first in this chapter but it's also the same word that is used in Deuteronomy um, Leviticus these are all the same words so they're using the same term of medium um, and this is specifically uh, use when you are ref- referencing necromancer okay um, so essentially when they're saying um, medium in the in the Bible in the Old Testament that way they're saying necromancer okay um, and that's where that's being
0: particularly used um
2: it, a necromancer does not have to uh, let me see here be a, a witch per se either or a wizard when we looked at that that clip of the sixth sense um that kid was not a witch or a wizard he was simply a medium in which uh was being used and so a person can be that channel in that way okay um uh, every time
0: you look away you look away from the mic What's what you go ahead <laughs> okay. Um, so um, So we've kind of talked about the first one of the um, medium, which brings with it the idea of the familiar spirit um, and the necromancer. And you'll also see the term ventriloquist mm-hmm. on there. Do you want to talk more about that? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the ventriloquist, I'm sure everyone is aware, is um, the, a specific type of puppeteer, right, that is able to throw their voice right, is at least that's what they say, throw their voice so that it looks, so that they can speak, right, without opening their mouth and their voice comes out of their puppet, mm-hmm. right? But in some cases, right, we can use that as a way to understand the way that a medium functions, right? Because a medium is essentially becomes a way for, um, demonic presence or spiritual entity to speak without actually speaking in mm-hmm. the way that a human speaks through a ventriloquist puppet without actually moving their lips okay. i
2: know that this is this is a heavy term so if you guys have questions on this term let's let's open it up for questions on just this term if there was cuz i saw like a couple people no
0: it was just really yeah. just really
2: Okay, Willie, go ahead. What was
0: that? This this is a different topic. Oh. Uh, okay. We'll come back
2: to Willie. So that
0: was this one. Okay. All right. So we'll move on to the next <laughs> the next term we have for medium here, right? Um, this is brought up specifically in verses three and nine of Sam, first Samuel chapter 28. Um, this one is um 3049 is the strong's number. Um, Yedoni, right? And this specifically is, would be our spiritist, right? We saw that word in there. Um, And this is um, literally defined as one who knows, right? Um, This term yadoni is connected to the Hebrew term Yada, which Yada means to know. Um, It's the same to know that we are told to do when we're called to know God, right? Or to know your spouse intimately. Or to know your spouse. So it is a very intimate type of knowledge, knowing um, in, its, in, a, in their entirety, right, who this person or who this entity is, right? And so this term for spiritus, which is also a medium, right, um, is uh, specifically refers to someone who knows the secrets of the unseen world, right? And so when we talk about the unseen world, we're talking about spiritual matters right? So this person is able to access and know what's happening in the spiritual, right? Um, and that's how they act as a medium, right? It doesn't necessarily, like we said, there's different practices, right? With necromancy, it gives the specific practice that they use, right? Communing with the dead. But with this spiritus, right, it doesn't necessarily give you a specific tool um, it just says anyone who's able to kind of know the spiritual realm. So so in this particular one what what is uh, being done is
2: channeling, mm-hmm. right? We're, and we're gonna get into that because basically the the medium, the spiritist is talking with another spirit. An example of that would also be like in week one where we were uh, discussing, well no, it was week two, yoga. And the Kondalini, and they asked for permission to have their master enter uh, so that they could talk to him. And so that's a familiar spirit that took place at that time. Mm-hmm. And so that's something being done um, there. So it's kind of a form of, they may not necessarily be uh, practicing this way, but doing this way uh, in regards to um, just contacting a spirit. Um, this is <laughs> something that's very tricky because a lot of times in church, um, we will hear people say things like, well, no, not, I'm just saying, we will hear people say certain things and they don't say that it's God telling them. It could be that they think they know. And so you have to be careful that these particular people may not be practicing this sort of thing, okay? That's why you want to check the source of when people are speaking to you or what they're saying, okay? So that's the two terms that are used in verse three and they're interchanged repeatedly through the rest of the chapter we also uh, verse seven with the term medium, You're, all, you're
3: outside the mic again.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I wish I had the snowball today talk, but i'm looking at the verse in my bible to line it up wow. and so um verse seven is medium that's being done there uh so they kind of say it in that regard uh and so that's something you that's something being done there um Okay. Any questions on those two terms? Yeah. Before we keep going, I
0: was telling
6: them to put the question in. The chat. Yes, Pastor TC. So, can there be a such as a Christian ventriloquist? Like, I know, for example, I know this one girl who does like Christian comedy, but she does throw her voice into another puppet. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Is that actually? wrong or yeah what is that
2: um ventriloquism itself as far as like a a show you notice that a lot of times when they do it they say it's a magic show um of how that's being done and it's a form of entertainment for us now but when it was looked at there they're looking at it from the sense of the only way that a person can have something else talk is through a form of medium. So um, in the sense of ventriloquism, if I'm talking on behalf of Tiara here and using my my voice, then I am the go-between between her, the doll, and the audience. So you're still a medium in regards to that you say um I don't necessarily think that it's wrong per se for that because uh you're not practicing it as a form of witchcraft it's a form of entertainment when when that's being happened but the person themselves is the medium between the go-between
6: okay that makes sense I think that kind of answers it for sure because it's really if it's based for entertainment, that's that's fine. That's what you're pretty much saying, right?
0: Right. Okay. All right. So we've got two more on here. So we're gonna try and do these pretty quickly. We already get into we're under 30 minutes left. Okay. So um we have um 7080 in the concordance, and this um is kasam which means to practice divination or to divine. So this is specifically kind of where we see the lines, right, overlap between witchcraft and um, divination, these last two ones, right? Because both of these um, are kind of examples of an individual seeking out answers, right, through a spiritual medium. So the lines here overlap between witchcraft and divination because there is that emphasis on going to consult or to Mm -hmm. seek answers, Mm -hmm. right? And so in this case, the medium then becomes the method for divination. Mm -hmm. So the Hebrew term
2: 1875 is used for verse seven, where Saul inquired of her. Okay, so that's the term That's so he sought out a heathen God, a pagan God. He sought out another deity outside of God. That's that term inquire, according to the New King James. Uh, other translations may say seek or sought, but that's what's being used in verse 7, okay? And verse 8 is uh, seventy, eighty. okay? That's Hebrew is actually yeah, it's, it's a Hebrew, 80. not a Greek. 7080 is being done and that's the act of the seance itself, okay? Um, one of the things to note because different translations will say uh, please conduct, please consult, please conjure um, a seance or do a seance. But the term seance itself comes from the French. And it's not actually developed till the 14th century or 15th century. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of uh, an interesting word to have in there, but what it's what is why it's placed in there is because that's what's being done. And so the consult of the, the term 7080 is defining that practice of consulting the dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas we've put the title of seance to it, right? Okay.
0: Um, and since she brought that up we'll use that as a segue into our next portion uh, which is methods of consulting right or methods of mediating essentially these are the ways that people act as a medium and so um, technically you can open it up there are all kinds like we saw right there's all kinds of mansees. There are all kinds of lists of things that people can do, but most of them fall under these kind of two categories, right? Um, And technically you can argue that a seance is also a type of channeling, right? Um, But the primary ones you will see is channeling and meditation and then um, seance. Um, And so channeling and meditation literally is, the practice of entering, like we said, um, kind of like with yoga yoga and the kudalini, of entering a meditative state or trance state so that you can get information from whatever you are determining as your spiritual guide, right? Um, And so this can get into some gray areas because we were looking it up as channeling um, and different energies. And there are cases where things like mindfulness is considered a type of channeling. Um, because um, a lot of different meditative practices will uh, define channeling as simply closing your eyes and focusing on what you want, right? Focusing on a specific vision, whether it's health or wealth or happiness, right? Um, and envisioning that um, in your meditation or in your mindfulness. Um, and through that envisioning, channeling those actual energies into your life. Um, So there is kind of an overlap between this idea of meditation and channeling because of that. Um, And so we are to kind of be careful as Christians on what we are meditating on, as we've Mm -hmm. talked about in the past. And also mindfulness, right? Um, I know that with uh, dietary things, especially right now, that's a big trend, is practicing mindful eating. Or intuitive eating, right? Uh, but we want to, you know, be careful that we're not channeling. We're just listening to the cues of our body to know we're full, right? Those are totally different things. Of being able to say, "Oh, my stomach is full. I should stop eating," and actually meditating on, um, you know, I want to feel better with this food, or I want to um, kind of um, enter into a specific happiness or a specific mentality because of what I'm doing. Um,
2: Yeah, these definitions are not strong because you're not going to find the term in the strong seance because the term is not developed till later. Um, So what you will find is the the consult or conduct or conjure. Um, Those would be the terms that you would find. And then you're also not going to find necessarily the term channeling. Uh, When we think about channeling or view channeling, we kind of look at it as a bubble up, bubbling out of the spirit, Mm -hmm. which that's actually a definition for a term of prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so these terms here are our our words, our modern cultural ways of defining what is taking place, okay, because you can't necessarily find those exact words in Uh, the
0: concordance yeah and we saw um Raquel you had your hand up for a question is it possible for you to drop that in the chat for us um or is it about the definitions we're working with
1: yeah but it's I'm gonna just make an appointment
2: to see she said I need a whole
0: appointment about this
2: (laughs) yeah because that mindfulness is tricky yeah.
0: Yes, it is. That mindfulness is tricky. You are correct. Um, and so it kind of gets lumped in together, but um it is a gray area for sure. Um, and then uh mom already pretty much defined seance and where mm-hmm. it comes from. So that's on the PowerPoint, which y'all will get. Um, so we'll go ahead and move on. Um, and so y'all know we had to do a clip um for this, and I can't you know supernatural fan here? I can't not do it. Uh, so we'll go ahead and um show this clip. And it's basically an image of what we're saying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah, I can't see. Because the thing is in the way. Sorry, y'all. Okay, there we go. Now we can make it bigger. Come on in.
6: (laughs) So you hear anything?
4: Well, I ouija would my way through a dozen spirits. No one seems to know who broke your boy out or why.
7: So what's next?
4: Uh, A seance, I think. See if we can see who did the deed.
7: You're not gonna summon the damn thing here.
4: No, I just want to get a sneak peek at it, like a crystal ball without the crystal. I'm game. Something our mystery monster
6: touched. Whoa! Well, he didn't touch me there.
4: (laughs) My mistake.
2: an example of how um, particularly
1: a seance is conducted.
2: You have a medium and then you have the people who are requesting uh, the information or seeking the uh, information from a dead person um, in regards to that. Yes,
0: but reminder, right, that the example that we see in Samuel, right, is a one-off example, right. right? That cannot happen anymore, right? It is not possible for you to perform a seance and actually contact the spirit of a dead loved one.
2: So some people may say, well, what are they contacting, or who is being contacted, or who is talking? Um, one of the scriptures that I want you guys to take note of, First Kings, okay, chapter uh, 22, Verses twenty-one through twenty-three is uh, uh, one of the prophets. One of the prophets who is speaking, saying that God is releasing lying spirits because the people choose to believe and to listen to lying spirits. And so, in that particular occasion, um, is an example of the lying spirit go forth. And we know that the the devil, right? is the father of lies. We just read that in John 8, 44. And so that lying spirit is what is, the lying spirits is not necessarily that, but that's what's taking place in the demonic forces when people choose to channel or super
0: uh, the seances, right. those kind of things. In other words, it is a demonic presence. Um, another way of thinking of it also is, um, right, we saw uh, two weeks ago, right, the spirit of divination. That was within the girl that Saul and them encountered, right? Um, So it is possible to get information from a spirit of divination, right? But even then, that is still not you communicating with your lost loved ones, right? It just happens to be an individual, a spirit or entity um, that has information because they are uh, in the spirit realm, right? And they are able to see and operate in ways that we, we can't see and operate. All right, and so we did kind of for our last activity Mm -hmm. before we get into people's questions, we wanted to give you a chance to do some application questions. Y'all know how we like to do it to make sure that you all are getting the information and that you all can use it to um, in your daily lives and to enhance your own discernment. So our first application question here is we've given you a scenario um and my grammar is wrong mm-hmm. apologize um you are um oh, oh no it's correct you're sitting on the couch talking with a friend um your friend is telling you how their day went they mentioned that their boss was super annoying all day but every time they described how annoying their boss was they would add but she can't help herself she's just a taurus is this divination Willie says yes, Jewel says yes. Explain. Yeah, Jewel, we haven't heard from you tonight. Um, are you in a place where you can explain why you said yes to us?
1: I'm sorry y'all my phone's been cutting in and out so if you don't hear me, that's why. Oh. Um, but because we don't <laughs> we we don't go by horoscopes. Um, as Christians so to explain that that's why they are the way they are is not Christian like I'm trying to figure out how to explain it
0: okay okay yeah that so that's a good start right we have been able to identify that using horoscopes to explain behavior and phenomenon right is not something that we should be doing Mm -hmm. right but what explicitly makes this divination or not divination, right? Because we have a very specific definition of divination, right? Um, so, William, you also say yes. What, what are your thoughts on it?
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely agree with Jewel. You know, it's, you know, obviously not um, faith, but um, to add to it, it's actually astrology and astrology is like discerning like the sun, the, uh, the stars in the constellation in order for that to be your way of understanding things. So it's like a kind of more of an insight and a secret thing that you're trying to discern and decipher apart from, you know, what we know to do. Okay.
0: All right. Let's see what you're saying. Uh, Does anybody disagree with um, Jewel and Willie? Do they think it's not divination? Or, right, maybe that you don't have enough information to say whether it's divination or not. Apostle?
3: Um, I would say yes, it's divination, but it crosses the lines. It's like one of those things where it blends because astrology is kind of a New Age practice, but the insight, like Willie said, listed under divination, because that's what they're looking for insight through uh, this practice of looking at the horoscope. So I say, yes, it is divination, but it also crosses that boundary into new age.
0: Good, okay, good. Um, So yeah, we definitely see that it is crossing that boundary. All right, we've got one more. Mm -hmm. um application question the example yes it is because you're
2: using the astrology to define a person right so you're making it okay for this person to act this way because they are this sign okay it would be different if if it's something that you know how would you say it would be? It was. It's not to just say that you really can't say it's not, right? Because anytime you're defining a person by a sign, right. that's divination,
0: right? Okay. Because you're relying on the sign to, to give, as Lily answer. said, give you understanding right. of the person instead of just letting the person be the be them.
2: You know, right. if you just say, "Well, my my boss is like that because she's she's a boss," or he's a boss that's not divination. Right, so
0: our second one is you're at work with a severe headache. You tell your coworker about your headache and he asks to see your hand. He grabs your hand and traces the lines on your palm. He tells you, at least you're not going to die. You have a really long lifeline. Is this divination? (laughs) Y'all's faces, (laughs) I'm seeing y'all's faces. (laughs) All right. All right. It looks like this is an easy one based on people's faces. So somebody want to explain to us what the answer is and why? Monica, I see you dropped a yes. You want to step out on the water and explain (laughs)
4: your thinking? I mean, I'll try, but I mean, (laughs) um, for me, like just the whole question itself, you know, it's like, can I see your palm, reading your palm, it's part, it is divination, just because, you know, you're, uh, it's practicing, like, it has to do with tarot readings, palm readings, it's part of of reading something that we, as Christians, do not believe in. Good, good,
0: so yes, a big part of this is making it divination, right, as Monica said, is this component of consulting, right? You're relying on the lifelines on your palm to tell you something, even if it's in a joking manner or a serious manner, because we don't know, right, from the tone. But either way, you're relying on um, kind of these um, symbols or specific type of signs to give you insight and understanding into the future. Mm Um, which um, as we know is counts as seeking insight, which would be divination. Um, So uh, we have a couple of minutes here left. So we're gonna open, we have one more video, but first I wanna open up uh, now for those of you who had questions and didn't get a chance to ask them, Mm -hmm. um, go ahead, this is your chance now. Um, Willie, I saw you had one question in the chat. do you still want to ask that or do you feel like that got answered?
5: Um, yeah, um, yeah, I still just needed clarity on that. Apologies, I had to go up and down, so.
0: Okay, so the question is, so if I'm not mistaken, no one can communicate with the dead because of Jesus resurrecting, correct? Yes, that is correct. So then your second question is, how does that connect with him preaching with the spirits in prison?
2: That's before the resurrection because he has to die and go down, and then he's resurrected. Do you see what I'm saying, Willie? Oh, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was saying resurrection because after the resurrection, um, things change because he's he has therefore died, he's defeated death, and he's taken those back with him.
5: There you go. Thank you. Cool. Perfect.
0: Hey. Any other questions? LG stylo Five.
7: Yeah, it's this Tim. I'm sorry, I'm on a new phone. I really got a new phone. We haven't labeled it yet. Um, I have a question about when you have like a loved one or someone you really care about, and they've lost someone, <clears throat> and they tell you that that they came to visit them in a dream or something like that. Mm-hmm. How would you obviously that's that's also a form of divination, but how do you lovingly confront that or should you? Or how would you do that?
0: Um
2: that's a very uh, common question, actually. Name, you, um, one of the ways that happens that I would say is that when we when we as humans deal with grief, our mind has to grasp it in a certain way. Uh, I remember when my grandfather passed away, okay.
6: Um, as, as soon as I heard you're kind of cutting in and out, first lady. You're kind yeah, of got I, I I towards the, I miss Most of that,
2: okay. So, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, um, that when like I, I recall when my grandfather died. And um, you kind of grasp where as a human mind, we have to grasp the concept of death, right? Um, and so sometimes when we're dealing with that, that's our mind grabbing the concept that the, the person has passed away, right? Because when you look at it, to be in the presence of the Lord, you, no one would leave the presence of the Lord to return back to speak to you in a dream. Um, so a lot of it is our mind connecting and dealing with the dream itself, right? Um, and so part of those those I remember when I was teaching the dreaming class that we can actually determine um, some of the things that we dream ourselves. And so for some people, it can bring closure to have that final conversation with the person in the dream. Or it, it can bring peace of mind, you know, knowing, okay, well, they're with God or this and that. And so a lot of times it is actually us as humans connecting those dots and 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 um inter, interacting that way. Because when the person is with the Lord, they are with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not returning back to to interact with us. There's that, um, there's nothing in the Bible that ever says that that person returns back and come and speak to us we'll see them when we're we reunite with the lord but our mind may not grasp that concept and so we um sometimes have dreams that to wrestle with that and give ourselves that
7: Hmm. thank you yeah that's helpful because i think i've experienced that personally um, and i always kind of under understood it to be my mind just kind of doing some things that i need you know emotional Hmm. work that i needed to do rather than thinking that that person would come back here to talk to me. <clears throat> so, okay, thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, so we are at our time. Um, so we can, hold off on that one. we can actually go ahead and close out in prayer. And if the, that way, those of you who want to leave um, can leave. Um, but, and this video clip, we if you want to, those who decide to see after, we can watch it. Um, otherwise, it will roll over and be the introductory mm-hmm. kind of video for next week. Mm-hmm. So if you have to go, don't feel obligated to stay. You won't be missing anything. But if you want to stay and watch it now, we will mm-hmm. leave that option available. In the meantime, um, would someone like to volunteer to close us out in prayer? I'll go ahead. Thank you, Lily.
5: Yeah. (sighs) Lord, I thank you for your revelation, God. I thank you, Lord, that the hidden things, the secret things that you keep hidden, Lord God, is only for your purpose. And whatever you choose to reveal, it's only for us to draw closer to you in the walk in the ways that you have set before us so lord i pray with all of this information and all of this revelation and all of this insight that only comes from you because god your wisdom is first pure it's peaceable it's acceptable lord god it's holy and lord it's for your glory so lord i pray with all of this that we have received today that we will chew on it we will meditate on it we will ask questions that we will grow into the fullness and the maturity and the stature in which you called us to god so Lord, I just thank you, God, for this time. And I pray, Lord, as we depart from the Zoom call, we won't depart from your presence. And I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Um, did you have a question? Um, first lady, I did, but it